0: What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that all is, Mister Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. It's been a while, but you know what? It still stands The truth. Shall I set free? This is Tim. the skin get off my lawn. The mad ramies of a Gen Xer. Oh, we're going to get back into doing some podcasts by popular demand. I want to talk about a COVID variant that has 100% kill ratio in mice. I want to talk about uh, the new measles outbreak. I also want to discuss the alien invasion. And not only that. Illegal immigration and all the problems and the lawlessness that they're having in New York at the uh, Floyd Bennett Field, which is also the immigrant shelter. You know, they, the, the cities had to set up these shelters because Governor Abbott in Texas ha- has been sending the illegal immigrants and they are illegal because if you cross the border illegally and you file a asylum claim, which, you know, isn't true. You're here illegally. So instead of having these millions of people in Texas, he's been sending them all over the country. And places like New York are complaining that they'll have like 60,000 of these illegal immigrants and we can't handle it. There's 60,000 of them. Yeah, okay. El Paso's got like 1.2 flowing through their borders every day. Uh, Not every day, but uh, you know, each year. But this huge city, this huge metropolis is placed with all this money, cannot handle 60,000. So they had, you know, they had some hotels set up downtown, and they they have been moving them out of these hotels because a lot of these people have been doing some unsavory things in these hotels. So they set up a shelter at uh, Floyd Bennett Field in New York, and all of a sudden now there is a huge spike in crime and lawlessness in this area. I know it's shocking. It, it's 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 one of those things that you you can't even imagine with all these asylum seeker- seekers seekers. And there's been uh, nearly 2,000 of these illegal immigrants that have moved there recently. But according to NYPD data, theft, robbery, petty larceny are all on the increase in the 63rd Precinct, which is which is there to, you know, to handle all this. The police precinct said that all this has started to occur between the uh, the, the weeks of November 27th and, of course, up to January 7th, which was the first weeks the migrants had begun to be housed in these 10 cities. <laughs> and then I love it because then you have these people now, these some of these illegal immigrants or migrants, whatever the hell you want to call these people, invaders, I like to call them, uh, have taken up to prostitution, scamming motorists by claiming they are hit by their vehicles and extorting up to five hundred dollars for them to let them go. So these are also now insurance scammers. So theft is up at the target and the targets there. Um it's just it's just one of these things that it's crazy. And then there were reports that there were a large number of motor vehicles, um in in these in these in this shelter, that were that were the property of these illegal immigrants. <laughs> they 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 were, they were their property. They somehow went out and bought cars, unregistered cars that they had to tow. About six or seven of them. And I love it because one of the residents there was like, they have nicer cars than we do. And, and, and it just kills me because then you have someone who's living there who says, like anywhere else, there's always good people and bad people. And sometimes we all pay for the bad ones. Well, yeah, because no one, in, I mean, not to be rude. No one invited you here. No one asked you to come here. You came here on your own volition. You spent tens of thousands of dollars to illegally cross the border, and then you expect the United States to take care of you, to provide you healthcare, to provide you all this uh, free money, free clothes, free everything, so you can so you can live your new life here and send a lot of times and send money back over to your country. So the uh, I should rephrase that more than 165,000 illegal immigrants from the U.S. Mexico border have flocked to New York City since the spring of 2022. Nearly 70,000 are still fed and housed in city hotels and shelters. Now the mayor of New York is just Mayor Adams is just he's kind of just fed up. He's he's gone. To Washington. He's tried to talk to the Biden administration. They can't get anyone to talk to them. And and it's just one of those things that you look at this and then you laugh. Because it's like, you know, you caused these problems. You 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 created this 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 inf- this issue and then all of a sudden you don't even want you don't even want to deal with it. Now we're going to get into the fact that homeless veterans, uh, homeless veterans, our veteran homelessness ha- have spiked over the last five years. We're going to talk about it in a minute, but I also want to talk about these illegal immigrants' students, their kids, who are also at uh, Floyd Bennett Field, because a lot of them evidently are missing class because of what they're perceiving to be a long bus ride and illnesses. So the city of New York has basically forked over over $600,000 a year so far for buses to take students ju- from these camps to schools. And the shut- and they're shuttling. Now, parents are blaming that, they're, that they're, they're, the shuttles are missing and the kids are losing out on class time. Okay, well, maybe this is another thing you should have thought of before you took your child on this long journey to the United States and not with the understanding that, you know, what, we're not there. We're not there to take care of you. We're not there to take care of your kids. So the parents are complaining that we woke up early to get to the bus and I took them outside in the freezing cold and the bus didn't come on time. Okay, well, welcome to the real, real world. That happens because I'm sure in Ecuador, the bus always run on time. And then some are uh, upset that the city has, uh, has made decisions to assign certain students to certain areas. Well, it could be because of the fact that we have a shortage of teachers and space in these schools, so they have to make do with what they have. So one complaint that the city decided to assign her 12-year-old son to a school on Coney Island and is frustrated that her ability to get both him and her three-year-old brother to class on time. They assign the older son to a school very far away. It takes us an hour and a half to get there because the bus takes the kids to schools. From there, it doesn't go there, adding. It takes them three different buses to get him to class. Wow. So you're not paying for anything. You're here illegally, and you're complaining that it's too far for your kid. If I drop one of them off and then the other, they would be too late. So that's why they're not in school. (laughs) So, So you're homeschooling, right? No, because there's a picture of these kids on scooters running around in the yard. Oh, I love it. There was another one that says, his first first day was supposed to be on Monday. He didn't go because of the weather, evacuation, and all the moving around, said a Venezuelan dad who was assigned to PS188 in Coney Island. His son didn't go the rest of the week because the dad caught a cold from his one-year-old daughter who was sick with a cough and he will start school on Monday. We're not even going to talk about the fact that there was, there was the big rainstorm a couple weeks back. So they took all these people out of this shelter, and, and they moved it into a school in New York. So those students in that school didn't go to school. They had to do virtual learning because of the fact that they took all the illegal immigrants, and they put them in this school. And it's funny though because they basically they took two thousand students. It was a New York City high school, and they were all forced into remote. They were all basically forced into remote remote learning. Excuse me, I can't talk today. Uh, And this was always the plan though, because the the city came out and Mayor Adams' office came out and said, no, 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 no. This this was never a part of the disaster plan. There was this was never in the works. This was something we had to do because of the weather. But then a bunch of parents came out and said, well, that's bullshit because we got emails weeks in advance saying that there may be times in this school year that we may have to go to remote learning. And there was really no other preference of why they were going to have to do this, but they were saying, we may have to go, we may have to pivot. I love it. They, were, they may have to pivot to remote learning. So of course the, the parents who had to deal with COVID and the people being at school for two years, you know, are, 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 are crazy mad about it. One parent commented that our public schools are meant to be places of learning and growth for our children and never intended to be a shelter or a facility for emergency housing. <sighs> and then the comptroller of New York, who happens to be a Democrat came out and said, it highlights the mismanagement and the waste of money. And it's all too present in New York city hall for approach to shelter and services for asylum seekers. Well, they weren't, they weren't sitting there, being added to the budget no one decided to add these people to the budget because nobody invited them and no one thought they were coming one one the one, one, uh, excuse me one parent was out in front as the buses arrived screaming how does it feel that you kicked kids out of school tomorrow people are like tim you know you you need to have more compassion for these people i have compassion for these people and and I love it because if you want to have compassion, great. Invite them to live in your house. If you want to have compassion, fine. Unlock your doors at night. And it's the same thing with the border. I've said this a million times before. You go to bed at night, the first thing you normally do is you go around the house, make sure all your windows and doors are locked. Well, we don't do that at the border. And then we're shocked when people just come rolling in. So if you are such on the side of these illegal immigrants and you understand their plight, just unlock your door at night and allow them to stay in your house. what could what could what could possibly go wrong Measles <laughs> Measles could go wrong. I love it now because now we're having an outbreak of measles. and I love it because uh this story started a couple weeks ago that uh, back over in Philadelphia that there was an outbreak over in Philadelphia of measles. And it, the outbreak spread from the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia to a daycare, uh, basically where, you know, it's, it's one of these things that, you know, v- measles here has been eradicated. <laughs> measles has been eradicated, but for somehow, all of a sudden, measles is making a comeback. Uh, six of uh, six people were infected, have been hospitalized for treatment, and were later discharged. This was all at the Philadelphia Children's Hospital. Um, and I always love it because they don't really, I know because of HIPAA and everything else, they never really want to talk about exactly how this happens but they they talk about that this has come from unvaccinated visitors children and parents <sighs> where are these unvaccinated people coming from we don't want, we, again we don't we don't want to talk about that we don't want we don't want to talk about where these unvaccinated people are coming from but that that's that's where they're that's what they're reporting that these are unvaccinated children and parents Now, we're you know, there are there are there are many countries such as ours that are, you know, you're required to get vaccinated for measles or you should get vaccinated for measles. There's a lot of countries that you're not. And a lot of these third world diseases that we are seeing making a raging comeback have to be coming from somewhere. And I'm not sure I'm not sure you can think to yourself, where could they possibly Tim, Where could they possibly coming from? Hmm, I don't know. Down on the border, down Mexico way. That's that's a possible that's a possibility. And then we have some other airports in Washington, D.C., where there's another measles outbreak. And I think it's interesting again because it's from unvaccinated travelers that have come in here. I mean, I laugh because years ago, when I when I first took one of our children to go to school, it was their, their first time in school. Um, and we have to go through all this stuff to go through they have to have all you know they have to have all their medical checkups they have to have their dental checkups they have to be vaccinated you have to have proof of vaccination records uh, you, you, you got anyone that has children knows when you first enroll a child in school all that you have to go through within that last week before school that will allow your child to go to school all these things you have to all these vaccinations all these tests all every, everything. Now, it's interesting because, especially like in New York, these illegal immigrants, they're allowed to go to school without any paperwork, and they can go up to two months without getting their vaccinations. So you can literally have a child in school for over 60 days who was not vaccinated against any of these diseases in with the rest of the children. But if you are an American citizen, your child can't go to school Without these vaccination records, or these vaccinations, or, or these or these visits to these doctors, like the dentist and the eye doctor and everything, you can't go to school. But if you're here illegally, your rights are that you could be in school with for over 60 days without any of this paperwork and without getting vaccinated. Why are there more rights in reference to these things for these people that are here illegally? I, I'm real. I'm really not. I'm really not getting it. And then you see that we have had one of the largest spike in veteran homelessness in the last twelve years. That homeless veterans veteran. Excuse me, veteran homelessness. I gotta say that ten times fast. Increased seven point four percent last year, which was the largest surge. And 12 years. On a single night in January 2023, there are 35,574 homeless veterans in the United States. That's disgusting. You are housing all these people who are here illegally, giving them food, giving them money, giving them shelter, giving them schooling. And you have people who serve this country who are living on the streets. We've heard stories of veterans being kicked out of homeless veterans being kicked out of hotels for. Illegal immigrants. Now there is there was a surge in two thousand twenty three. Excuse me, two thousand twenty two and two thousand twenty three. But it's one of those things that we don't take care of the people that fought for this country. We don't take care of the people who stood up and said no, who fought tyranny, who fought against oppression, who who just who fought for this nation. But you give those rights. To people who are here illegally. Think of, Just think about that for a second. And then you take a look at these pro-Palestinian protesters, which is even, which is even fucking crazier to me. They actually had a rally uh, not too long ago in front of the White House. Where the White House had to put up temporary fencing to, to keep these people in place. And evidently, the crowd was so vicious that sections of these fences became dislodged, while hordes of Secret Service agents had to push to keep them back from the rails and from entering the grounds. This—I watched the video. This is the United States, guys. What the hell's going on? They're out there screaming, "Fuck Joe Biden," saying, "Break it down." You support the murder of children? Okay. Well, you know why, not? why don't you go watch the videos? Again we talked about what about what Hamas did to those people in October. But we don't want to talk about that. There was now these were anti-scale fencing so they can't scale the fencing and get over the wall. Which I find interesting because according to the Biden administration borders cannot be secured by using fencing, but the first thing they hear when there's a rally they put up anti-scale fencing. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Now, all St- the, uh, a large number of the staff members that were non essential personnel in the white house had to be evacuated during this, during this event, during this riot. And I love it though, because everything that's going on, you see people on top of the fences. You see people waving their flags. You see people dra- breaking down the walls. Wait a bit though. No arrests were made. <laughs> no arrest. No, even though they almost tore down the fence and there is a guy waving a Palestinian flag on top of one of the fences but no arrests were made no no arrests were made and i just love it though because it's the idiocy of the people that support the palestinians because they're like i'm here for i'm here for palestine okay well where's palestine could you point it out to me could you just show me where it is it's from the river to the sea okay what river and what sea i'm supporting that the, there's not genocide okay I don't remember who went into another country and just murdered people indiscriminately and then filmed it. Who did that? You're a Zionist. What does that mean? I don't know. There's still an estimated 132 hostages being held in Gaza. But, you know, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. It's okay. It's okay. We're not going to go back to the United Nations resolutions back in the 40s that tried to divide up the country. We're not going to go to the fact that the Israel left what left Gaza when what was it, 2007 or 2006. I don't remember off the top of my head and allowed them to have their own democracy. And they brought in Hamas. We're not going to get into any of that because that's just fucking crazy talk. You can't have crazy talk because crazy. I mean, crazy, crazy talk. I mean, that's, that's just that's just insane. That's just nuts. A Chinese lab, I don't even know why this is allowed. A Chinese lab has crafted a mutant COVID strain with a hundred percent kill rate in humanized mice. And they're surprised about the rapid death. Okay, well, you created this strain to evidently do what you thought it was gonna do. And this came out of Beijing. This underscores a spillover. This new virus is called uh, GXP2V into humans and provides a unique model for understanding the pathology, the pathological uh, mechanical mechanicalisms of SARS CoV 2 related viruses, uh, they said. The deadly virus is a mutated version of GX2017, a coronavirus cousin, which was reportedly discovered in Malaysia in 2017, three years before. Oh, we got the music rolling in here. And I'm not even done yet. Uh, but basically, this was discovered three years before the pandemic. All the mice that were infected with the virus died within eight days. This is what researchers noted. And it was surprising, a rapid death. Surprising. It was very shocking. And what, you know, they some of the symptoms that they had, um, that the this virus infected the lungs, the bones, the eyes, the trachea, the brains of all the dead mice, the last of which was severe enough to ultimately cause a death. In the days before the death, the mice quickly lost weight, exhibited hunch posture, and moved extremely sluggishly. Most eerie of all, they're saying their eyes completely white before they died. <sighs> now, this what's interesting. This this is this is terrifying as oh hell. Um, but this kind of study isn't the first of its kind. This really isn't. This is what these idiots do, and and regard, and this is all in regards to safety and trying to determine other how to how to fight combat other viruses by building super viruses that kill everything. There was a moving. Uh, first, it was in it was done in the fifties and uh, remade in the nineties, uh, called "On the Beach," and it was basically about World War Three and how. Uh, radiation is ravaging through the planet, and the last Sebastian of Hope is over in Australia. And this American sub makes it over to Australia, and um, there's a cloud of radiation coming, and and everyone knows it, and there's no way they can stop it, So, but they're just trying to find a safe place to live. And and there was a great scene in the... In the beginning of the movie where there's this professor that talks about the fact that, you know, that we finally evolved into a species where we could crack the deep codes of outer space and everything else. And he points and says, you know what we did with this vast knowledge that we have? We blew ourselves up. And, and that's kind of what I think about when I when I see this, that these people are creating these super mutant viruses. And then they're shocked when, they gets at, when it gets out of a lab in Wuhan. And I love it, though, because American intelligence, of course, came out not too long ago in 2024. Uh, it, well, actually, just came out recently, and they released it, this study. In 2024, a study says it does not appear that the China Wuhan Institute of Virology, which has been the center of the lab leak theories, is what caused COVID. And that's from the U.S. intelligence agencies. They found no direct evidence. Yeah, this is the same agency that said that the Hunter Biden laptop was all propaganda by signed by fifty plus intelligent agents. Okay, I'm not believing it. I don't believe any of this shit. There was a story in a Miami mall that um that aliens were in this mall. <laughs> Literally, that, you know, aliens went aliens went to the mall in Miami. And, you know, there there was um there are all these viral viral reports. This was back in early January, that there were 10-foot aliens outside the mall in Miami. Of course, there's no video. Of course, there's 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 nothing else that shows it. Um, and all these police cars showed up, and the police basically said that's not what happened. It, it was just one of those things. But then, then you keep seeing other stories that a hot pink UFO whizzed past a Poland-bound airplane, and there was a flight attendant that showed the video. Um, there, there was other shadow aliens outside other different places being spotted. And, and I love it though, because all these stories continue to just come in and come in and come in. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, maybe you are being visited. Maybe, maybe something's going on. These people are showing up and these aliens are showing up because we need someone to watch after us and tells, yo dudes, you you you're being kind of stupid here. To the fact that we said it before, we had cracked the deep codes of outer space, and what do we do with our no- that knowledge? We blow ourselves up. Hopefully, next show will be a little bit more upbeat. But we did have a lot of talk to talk talk about today, and as always, the truth shall always set free. This is Tim. Just get off my lawn. The mad ramblings of a Gen Xer, and I'm out.